1: Hello and welcome to the Real Housewives of Orange County episode of Tender, Loving Care with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive headfirst into Real Housewives of Orange County. Kate and I's podcast, Tender, Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday. And in that podcast, we break down a show from the TLC and Discovery Plus network, past or present. Without further ado, let's dive into the ladies of Orange County. And Kate, I'm talking to you in August in Austin and you're wearing a thick, thick jumper sweater.
2: Yes. Let me explain. Mm. I was wearing a tank top. I, I get home from the heat and mm. it's immense heat outside and it's like, oh, ice cold apartment. Yes. And then I'm wearing a tank top and underwear or shorts yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, so hot. And then I cool down and I cool down. And then all of a sudden I'm freezing cold. <laughs> chilly chilly yeah i'm just chilly and then i'm like ah. oh, you know it sounds cozy a turtleneck sweater and mm, i put August, one on <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. i put one on and yeah what about- i look insane and here we are here we are um well, I want to start
1: off... I'm, so, I'm glad you're feeling cozy. I'm glad you're feeling cozy, ready for the show. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad about that. <laughs> you're in a um, sensible tank, top, so that's good. I uh, I mean, yeah. I want to just give a shout out to a gorgeous, beautiful listener of the pod, friend of the pod, who DM'd us after our last episode on a Wheel of Shame episode on Wednesday when Kate and I... It was either that or our Tuesday episode where Kate and I bemoaned the fact that we had like chapped lips we looked like meth heads the corners of our lips were chapped and ruined and bleeding and Kate and I were both like oh we have the same thing oh it's really annoying it's really weird we get a beautiful dm from one of our listeners that gives us full-on medical advice so (laughs) I just want to so I want to say I I did write back and thank you so much for your response you're amazing um I want to just highlight that listeners of the pod you guys are all dream boats. Not only are we got to the point now that you are messaging us full on medical advice. You're messaging us to let us know that we can just come and stay in your house all across the country. I mean, it really is. It brings so much joy to my heart. I just want to say a big thank you.
2: Yes, and shout out to our listener that let us know that the word we were thinking of was sunroom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thank
1: you i forgot about it. yes we've got a lo- another amazing listener did translation for us kate and i could not translate conservatory to sunroom english american even though i actually do have an english to american dictionary which is really amusing i should have looked in that but thank you thank you thank you that was uh we're just getting it all from our listeners our listeners are honestly the most intelligent people that there are if they're listening to us kate just they're superstars you're smart you're cool
2: you're fun so, we love you
1: we love you all um we're gonna get into orange county just want to say we did we have not discussed because this was last week i think god i can't remember but we had posted um on our instagram how shannon Medor was thrown out apparently escorted escorted out of a restaurant where she was with jen jen johnson jj johnson um because apparently she was making a scene fighting with JJ's daughter guys page 6 reported as we know that their their word is truth right um they said that they had received photos of her looking really disheveled being taken out by social, by security however they did not manifest we did not see these photos there were tons of rumors this happened but there were no photos then Shannon posted on her Instagram a photo of her and JJ saying, great dinner. So I don't know what happened, but uh, I personally think she got
2: escorted out. I <laughs> yeah, something definitely went down. It's not outside the realm of possibilities with Shannon Uh, Bedore. (laughs) uh, No. So, guys, let's dive into this week's episode
1: um, because we have lots to chat about. So this is episode nine, Real Housewives of Orange County, Loose Lips and Relationships. Hoo-hoo. We cut back to the Tres tres Amigas um, dinner where Shannon is feverishly talking to production and she's saying this can't get out like you know that constant state of panic her voice is always in it's can't get out like a J- john Jansen is very very private and if this gets out you know it's not good and tamra's this is so interesting tamra's there like stroking about, being like it's okay it's like honestly okay and she goes, no seriously so she checked with production don't know what she thought they'd do because hello if we know anything about bravo production they will see Set you down that river without they're they're like, Oh, we got the money shot for the trailer. Great. Done. <laughs> Done. Um, so then she goes back over and Vicky's like, oh, do something. Oh, and then she uh, no, and then she goes back over. And what I don't understand, Kate, is how Tamra got out of this entire conversation scot-free. She was the one that brought up on camera.
2: Camera is a mastermind okay Brilliant. she stroked her face I'm so sorry I didn't mean yep. for it to be this yep. and you know who it was it was Heather
1: it's all Heather it's all Heather's fault and then she gets and then so she's wound her up like a good housewife does she wound her up and then she gets back to the table and um she's saying well what else is Heather she goes, I, I should just let you know <laughs> she would just let you know Heather has been telling other people about you and John Johnson, John Johnson. and then we got a um she did a repeat and then vicky's like well what are you gonna say to her and we got a repeat of when she had a fight with um kelly Dodd and the quiet woman and she goes read between the lines like she's oh gosh she's a lot um and that and then they all cheered and that was fine but tamra put it all on camera whooping it up <laughs> Tammy really is one of the greatest housewives i may not like her love but, she, but she's one of the greatest housewives
2: he's brilliant it's a yeah. masterclass.
1: it's very good
2: then we go to <laughs> emily and shane yeah this whole scene was emily explaining well our main issue in our marriage is that shane is constantly undermining me in front of our children and then i lose all of my authority and he does you know
1: They want us to like Shane. I think whenever they do the storyboards for the season, it's like, we're going to go into Emily and Shane's marriage. He's going to have this great reprieve. Like he kind of did last season and people like, okay, it's not that horrendous. He is, and they get into it a little bit later, which we'll talk about when they have their one-on-one dinner, but they're at this um, farm thing, whatever pumpkin patch thing. And they're going on this thing and, and their marriage is dysfunctional. He belittles her in front of the children he undermines her. And she's like, this is what I'm talking about. with parenting, he undermines me in front of the children. um, And we just, it was uncovered. And then she's crying and there's no access. I just wrote here, Shane has no access to his emotions. Zilch. And yeah. I will say, he, he was brought up with, in a regular kind of nuclear family that seemed to be very put together. We met the parents that are very much in love, even though the mother did say, and I'll always repeat this, well, when when my husband drove me crazy, I just, what you got to do, you just got to go into the bathroom and open up the toilet and scream in the toilet and then put the lid down. That's how you deal with your emotions. That's what she told him once. Um, I think that Shane, the way he looks and his height, he's been bullied his entire life.
2: That was just what I was going to say. He's yeah. deeply, he's got this deep insecurity that yeah. his whole life he has covered up with this um aloofness and humor that borders on being mean and he he points out what everyone else is doing wrong and and undermines her and makes fun of her and that's how he feels power
1: i agree i and I, i i what i put here is in a scene which we'll talk about in a little bit but i just wrote shane isn't funny Okay, first of all, you know how I am when people call themselves funny. You know how I am, Kate. I I don't know. you know. Humor is like beauty. It's just in a room and it doesn't need to be mentioned. But if you have to tell everyone you're funny, you're not hey, guess what? You're not funny. But um, Shane, for example, like he isn't funny. What he is is he's I wrote down here, he's desperately, desperately insecure from decades of bullying. And he masks that insecurity with insults that are veiled under this like this title of jokes that's what it is and like you said it's so he can feel some power Mm -hmm. i've been put down my entire life and bullied Uh, well i'm gonna gonna just say some really nasty cheap but it's just a joke it's it's obvious it's transparent everyone can see it in the room but emily is somebody that has been through a hellacious childhood and she has desperately wants her children to have a childhood she never had and the way they got married is bizarre in itself and she will never leave that man ever
2: she's developed a thick skin about everything and she brushes she she brushes a lot off yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah so that wasn't a nice scene I just want Emily Emily's looking so great she's got so healthy she's working out all the time now and she's always gorgeous whatever size she is from her first season to now gorgeous
2: gorgeous but
1: she just seems more into her body now she seems like just seems to be like feeling healthier from her arthritis and her hip replacement just feels like she's her again and it's really nice to see on instagram
2: it is i like
1: her as a mm. person i do like emily um okay then we see Tamara and jen can we just 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 say ta- Tamara hates Jen, okay? And she brought her on this show because she knew it was someone she was easily going to fight with and win. She knew she had shit on her that she's going to expose to give herself a storyline. Brilliant. Well, thank you, Tamara. Thank yeah. you. Um, we see them meet up in some like, I think it was like, a, I thought it was ice cream at first and I was like, these women. And then it was like, no, it's like an acai bowl thing. That's what they were having.
2: Of course. Yes. Yeah. Something and I was like, oh, food because you, adjacent. Yeah. Cause you know, we're always
1: interested in the menu items, drinks and menu items always <laughs> interested in. Um. So they, you see them like eating a bit, all that foods left. I'm just obsessed with the fact they never eat anything, but anyway. Um, and then on the, and then I was watching crappy lake, crappy. Lake. Sony eats an entire banana split with chocolate and fudge and everything from Dairy oh. Queen. Those are our gods. That's Those
2: our are our girls. Gods. Finally. Yeah. Someone
1: eating (gasps) um so tamra they kind of have this conversation of like let's not go back and forth all the time we break up we make up um we've known each other a long time and i look at jen and i think i don't think she's a dumb dumb and i think she's just naive going on a television show like anybody would be Mm -hmm. and she put far too much trust in tamra which she should never have done and i think they were genuine friends for a very long time And I think Tamara put the mark on her when all this stuff with Ryan happened, which is really unpleasant. If you're Mm. one of your really good friends cheating on their husband and you know, and you know who the guy is, it's gross. End of story. Well,
2: well, that's why Tamara's plots are usually successful because there's always truth in them. Maybe not everything she says is the truth, but there's always something she has on someone. And She's just got it down pat. How to sprinkle these things amongst the women and kind of escape unscathed somehow, and patch things up just enough to keep it going, just like they do on New York. You know, they agreed. I think to be
1: to be a true housewife, you have to go on and be prepared to destroy your friendships and possibly your
2: marriage. Yeah, Jen is her like sacrificial lamb to be back on Bravo.
1: Absolutely. Uh, That would be a great meme. Actually. I'll think about that. The sacrificial lamb. Um, But anyway, so they kind of go back and forth and we find out Tamara, you know, we always talk about how much another aspect that we love about Tamara is because genuinely she's relatable. We know, we've said this before the single mother that dragged herself up by a bootstrap. She did everything to give that monster child Ryan a good home then going through being married to that pig, then the the daughter, um, you know, no longer speaking to her, getting remarried. And we find out right now, cut fitness is closed, Bronx has passed away. And she mentions in this that Eddie is having a very hard time with his gran- the grandmother. Now the grandmother raised him, if you remember this, because he was adopted. Do you remember all of that? No,
2: I forgot that part of his history. I,
1: I had until later because something brought it up, um, but it definitely was sparked by this eddie's story was very unusual i th- believe his grandmother is his actual maternal or paternal grandmother but he was adopted by somebody else i could be wrong but um so tamra's got all this shit going on she's got and she's on this show she's back on this show knowing this you've got one chance now to get to keep mm-hmm. this going so you better do this because financially with cut fitness and everything so She's going through a lot and she's scheming and I'm happy. Now, Kate, we go on to this next scene and I don't know if Heather could have got worse than this scene. Kate.
2: On the call sheet for this day of filming, Heather Dubrow, Mark Cuban.
1: Kate. Now, (laughs) I'm glad (laughs) Heather's getting torn down this season. We need someone, and it's about time. I was listening to Bitch Sesh, um, some old episodes of Bitch Sesh today. And one of them, uh, Casey was saying that one of her friends went to the same high school as Heather Dubrow. And she said mm. she was an absolute monster. It's like, <laughs> which we all knew she was. She said she was exactly how you'd imagine her the mean girl, the mean theater girl, just horrid
2: horrid that tracks the yeah. thing about heather is she doesn't even need someone like Tamara to take her down she can have her own downfall just by being herself it's true
1: it's true it's not yeah. working anymore heather you've no. tried different angles it's not working so we see her go oh hi mark oh hi mark, and, uh, hi, mark. Uh, oh hi mark i i did not hit her um, anyway, so she she comes into this restaurant and she explains to us she knows Mark Cuban because Terry had invested in something Cuban had done a while ago. And she goes, you know what I love about Mark Cuban so much is he is so relaxed. And he's a billionaire. Shut up. That's why I say to you, shut take fireside and shut up.
2: There's so no good then, billionaires, Heather.
1: Yeah, Heather. Um, so they talk about the reason she's having this meeting is to give some, um, PR to this app, but please explain this to me. She said, it's like nothing for it's called fireside. And then the product, production has all of these clips, edits of her saying and fireside app that I'm involved with in this fireside app that I'm involved in, which we haven't heard before, but they brought them back to say this. So they explain this as this. It's innovative. It's brand new. It's shaking up the market, Kate. But it's an interactive streaming app. You mean like you going live on YouTube or going live on TikTok or going live on Instagram? She's like, and it's interactive. So's going live on TikTok. So's going
2: live on Instagram. I was like, what? Then wasn't. Um wasn't taylor like like dinner theater or something yeah yeah something and yeah exactly. was like no not like dinner
1: <laughs> and but, she's like i'm a i'm
2: a content creator i can do this i can host i can do this i can do that and i'm like oh. Heather, you're not going to be the star of Fireside. if it's going to be if this app is going to succeed it's going to be like 19 year olds influencing
1: Unless that's its angle, that it's only for washed up sitcom actresses. I'm sorry. I honestly, that came out. That did not mean to, Kate, I apologize. That did not mean to come out that mean.
2: You know what? This is the time we should also remind the listeners that we wouldn't even need to go on Fireside because (laughs) we're not washed up actors. Oh my God. God. and and you know and so. we don't even have to say that we were you know famous actors because no, i mean and, 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 it's like being funny you don't have to say it you, you are, we, yeah. we don't even need to go to those lengths people know
1: <laughs> they know our names in hollywood kate Everyone we decided does. to walk away we decided to do a podcast that's it guys we don't need to go into it anymore okay and we don't need mark cuban we don't need Mark Cuban. What we need is fans writing in, telling us how to get rid of our scabby lips. That's what we need.
2: <laughs> and we thank you. Thank you. So
1: that she's saying she's cuckoo in this season, I'm telling you, because she's going, so then it means that with Fireside app, it means I'll have more eyeballs on me Hence, more meetings beget, more meetings beget me getting um, another, you know, some more acting roles. And I just wrote, you're on a TV show and you're still not getting acting roles, love.
2: Everything she says sounds like it belongs on Overheard in L.A. Yeah. It's like these people you hear that are just like, oh, yeah, networking and my new app and, uh, you know, work begets work. And I know this guy. And oh, I met Mark Cuban a couple of times. Did you know that? Like she just sounds like all these Hollywood people that like don't they're just they're moving around a lot, but nothing's going on. But the difference is, though, Kate, is that she has
1: she's the one that protests to us all the time. I've had a huge career. I'm known in Hollywood. I know people. Right. So why is she now needing to go on YouTube to get eyeballs on her when she's on Orange Real Sides of Orange County and Bravo? Like, she's not connecting the dots of what she's saying and how it's going to
2: come across. No. At she, all. She needs, I don't know, I want to know what, because she must have, she has a manager, right? And like an Absolute agent. Probably. Agent, so, yeah. So what are they telling her, you know? Are they like, if they're smart, they're going to say, "Okay, you're a housewife, so do play the do the um Erica Jane thing where you go on and you're in a play or so you know you're on Broadway that's like that's the way to do it. And by the way, she must be pretty pretty pissed off that actually when you say that,
1: is there one housewife that has not played Roxy? because everyone's played it, Rina, Erica Jane, except her, she's never been asked
2: she's too stiff.
1: Well, can you she's... imagine
2: her as Roxy? No, no one can. That's why she's doing Fireside.
1: Oh, so they go on about this. And it's this bizarre, weird, like five minute that Mark Cuban agreed to for the show to get some advertising on Fireside. I'll just say Fireside one more time. And then um, I just wrote at the end
2: of it, did you notice that she interrupted him constantly? I have that in my notes. I I wrote, Heather meets with Mark Cuban and won't let him finish a sentence. <laughs> I'm so glad that wasn't just me and someone that is guilty of
1: interrupting people all the time, which is such a rude and terrible habit of it. So I apologize. I tried to catch myself, but I noticed he was saying, um, you know, and I think this app, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, it is going to be. And I think Mark, then he goes back and then she
2: interrupts. I was really shocked by that she was so over eager to connect with him and have him like yeah. her and feel like they're on the same page about business that she was trying to predict everything he was saying to be like, Oh, see, I had that idea too. And it was good. point. Just,
1: good point.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: Gina, then we- Gina and Jen. Um, I mean, real estate, Travis. Okay. All right.
2: Um, <laughs> She, well, and the other thing, so yeah, they're, they're, she's saying, um, which I liked this thing she said about, mm-hmm. I really want to do this real estate thing and work hard. I want to show my children that I am capable of like working hard and being successful with something I put my mind to. And I said, yeah, that's great. That's great. And then she's like, and then Jen with her yoga business and we connect and I'm like, yeah, okay. And so then, uh, the, she talks about, Jen talks about how her and Tamra met up and quote unquote got in a good spot, but she's just waiting for the other shoe to drop because, yeah, mm. she's not stupid. You won't and- to wait
1: long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Give it an episode or two. And Gina makes the statement to Jen that she will stick up for her, apparently, if she starts getting uh, if she starts becoming sort of like the storyline punching bag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so really- we'll see if, she- if Gina actually does that.
1: Yeah. I um, For someone that I dislike so much as a housewife, such as Gina, there's so much that I do like about, like you say, that conversation. She's been through hell. I love that she's working. You sh- a woman should be working. Oh, not saying that a woman shouldn't raise her kids at home. Trust me, I am on both sides. If a woman wants to stay at home and raise kids, it is much harder than going into an office. Um, but for her to be like, I want my own money. I want my insecurity. I want to work. I love that shit. So I'm like, and I really love seeing women um, out of their twenties. Let's put it that way. Um, that take new career paths. I find it like my friend back in England, one of my very very good friends, two children. She kind of worked part time in charity work. Her she's an amazing artist. Her degrees in textiles. She can use a loom and create these amazing things. But she never put any of it to you know use in her uh the way she made money i'll say and she is currently nearly 40 and she is training to be a
2: um, therapist a whole I, new career path. i love that that is I so know. cool your life is not over when no. you
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
2: turns 30 or 40 or 50 yeah and we have kids no yeah that's
1: yeah so I do for someone I really dislike I really like her um so then we see um the working out uh oh no we see Shannon and John hang on isn't there a John Jensen scene
2: or if I just made that oh yeah what was that
1: what happened it was really
2: brief yeah it was like a lunch or something oh they
1: I think they were just talking about having the women over yeah, on, oh, okay. the, on his houseboat that I thought he lived on. <laughs> I'll never get over the fact that I, I thought he lived on the houseboat. But anyway, yeah, they're just having a conversation. And her manner manner towards him and constant drink in hand. God. Shannon is a Belvedere and soda and white jeans. That's all I see when I look at Shannon, bedore, Shannon Storm's bedore. And... Just the way he's like genuinely just being like, well, what happened? Can I talk, you know, she's just like, yeah, mm, shut up. She's such an odd character. She really is. I mean, the White Walker was a nightmare of a husband, but she is no easy breeze. I think
2: Shannon needs like a Under the Tuscan Sun-esque sort of. Shannon got her groove back moment without a man like I feel like her life has just been going from these terrible relationships to terrible relationships and I would just love to see Shannon do pull a Gina and just like do something random that she wants to do and not have her storyline be this awful guy who's in her life it's a good
1: point do you ever realistically see that with Shannon I mean she's single right now apparently
2: I don't. I, I would be pleasantly surprised if she came back next season and was like, okay, John Jingleheimer Smith is out of my life. Yes. And now I'm starting an Etsy shop. <laughs> yeah. well, she Remember, she's got her business, apparently. Remember, oh, we yeah. kept forgetting. She's got that yeah. lemon aid
1: health thing. That remember? just seems
2: like a cash grab, though. She doesn't seem that passionate about it. I want her to, like, find something.
1: Remember when she made those frozen meals? I can't. I can't they were disgusting. It was like salmon filled with cream cheese and stuff. It was, it made me, it just
2: feel, it just feels like people that come to the housewives and they're like, Hey, I have this thing and you're a housewife. Let's get it on the air. And yeah, Yeah, so but
1: you're right. I don't know what's gonna happen. what's going on with her currently. She's apparently still seeing John Jensen for as a friend and then getting escorted out of restaurants. I don't know. They did a boxing workout which looked exhausting. Um, but they did that, and of course they're all have you
2: wait. Have you done a kickboxing class?
1: I've done a boxing class. I did boxing for a bit, which was such hard. No one, if you've never done a boxing class
2: oh my god it, it is, is the hardest shit I've ever done at a gym it and is it's so
1: hard. crazy because
2: you you see people
1: punching the bag and you think that's not they look like they're going so slow why are they going so slow it's
2: really hard to do that I've never been more exhausted than when yeah. I went to a kickboxing class in college I was like holy fucking shit I'm never coming back here again <laughs> um, okay, so <laughs> how many years uh,
1: later? Never went back. See, Kate, holds I, kept her my word. I kept
2: my words. Although now I'm like wanting to challenge myself and do it again because, yeah, that's just how I am. Okay, so I'm like Gina, I'm challenging myself. Mm. So, uh, okay, kickboxing class, whatever. Conversation it's- afterwards with
1: Heather Tamra, I remember the Pierre de terre. And that Tam, I hate when Tamara acts dumb with Heather, because all it does is make Heather feel even more elevated. And it's really annoying. But so mm. there she's like, we're buying a house in L.A. for my acting career. I'm sorry. I think she's lost it. Like, I really think she's lost it this season. She has no clue what she looked like. Anyway, she goes, so it's my, she says, quote, it's my first step back to Hollywood.
2: Because that's all you have to do, Polly, to be talented and have an amazing, respected acting career, you just have to buy a house in Hollywood and have mar- have lunch with Mark Cuban. Sure, but to be and fair, we're
1: this. She's bought a five million dollars, at least five million dollar penthouse in LA. She's dinners with a billionaire, and she's still not doing anything with acting. So that's all. That's, a, how, th-
2: that's, that's, that's how we're doing, kids. If you can't make it with the advantages she has, and know. On now. um so they kind of have this testing heather knows
1: what's going on here because she knows how to play the game Tamara's testing her by saying did you hear anything about shannon isn't this weird she's like i in the confession she's like i'm testing heather and heather's like i know what she's doing so it, it was great i like like that a lot yeah. um, so this is what's building between those two because they end up having it really fighting which will be good then we go to this scene with Shane and Emily and they discuss They're at dinner and then she just does this I just wouldn't have stayed with him this long if he wasn't so funny but he's not funny and we've already kind of gone over that at the top of the episode. Then they, she does articulate to him what he did at this fair thing they were at and how it wasn't cool and he does acknowledge it I guess to his credit he does and he goes I understand but He If he was ever able to get into proper counselling and get rid of probably years and years of trauma that he's had from bullying and that insecurity, they'd have a very good marriage. Right now, he does his shtick and Emily goes, oh, Shane, but gets really hurt by what he says. Mm -hmm. And that's
2: it. And that's the thing about relationships is... your actions have to actually, your actions have to change. Otherwise it's just lip service. And you're just trying to move on past the person being mad. And Mm. a lot of times that's what you see on this show. And just in life is people will say what they think you want to hear. Mm. And I think that's what he was doing. And it just start. Your words just start to mean nothing if you yeah. never actually do something. Oh, I hope he does. I really yeah, do. He'll be see. happy. Then um, the dinner with. The couples, three couples. Yeah. That-
1: and just before that was just a really cringy scene of Gina couldn't be more stereotypical baking cookies to show a house. I don't know. Then we flash back to these two people that want their nose and faces stuck on the OC. They're like this um real estate couple, and they're like coaching or mentoring Gina to be, be in real estate. And the woman goes, like this was revolutionary, right? She goes, and you know, you want the house to smell good, right? So like baking cookies and they're not only smelling them, they want to eat one. That was the scene.
2: It's like, what? And you then, know what really helps sell a house? If you stage it and make it look like a lived-in house. Whoa, you don't say.
1: Really? Baking cookies is so corny. I just couldn't, Gina can't get out of the at,
2: You know what, Polly, add it to the list of things we I could do and are experts at, real estate agents. Real estate, oh God, we'd be such, I'd go
1: in and I'd be like, I think no, no, we're not gonna get to what it is but <laughs> but real estate. I, I yeah, I'm gonna do that next. Just do it as a little, as a little jaunt. Why not add something else to my sure. play? I'll just study for real estate. Done. Um, so then we get this meeting. This ends up, this is the end of the show, and it's this Shannon is um speaking with JJ, and she's just weird and upset and on his houseboat, and just odd, and saying, We're going to have Ryan and Jen over and Tamara and Eddie and um we get you know Tamara saying I'm nervous going over we get Eddie in a confessional which was shocking and he said you know um I really like Jen I just when I found out kind of what Ryan was doing it's just not somebody I'd probably like as a friend then we get um them coming over so they're in the house Tamara and um Eddie come over first white jeans Shannon is in those I want to go into her cupboard and pull out the 100 pairs of white jeans she has and throw them in the boat um throw them off the boat and then we get Ryan come in with that Jen and when he walks in guys I always make this reference when I think someone is really as you say in America like douchey or like really just like in England and a what a knob end knob end that's what I was gonna say like a complete (laughs) fucking knob end I always say it's like an early 2000s club promoter because that to me is the epitome of those guys he walks in with like jeans I don't know what was going on there what was in his feet they were odd but he wears this jacket that's like that he saw that he thought's fashionable so he all over Price it's got like graffiti writing on it and he thinks that makes him stand out and he's cool it's just so embarrassing and he's got this big fake tan on his weathered face I can't stand him he goes,
2: he goes to, I want to say the buckle, but I don't know if people will know that store. It's like a Midwestern mall store, but oh. he goes he, like an Ed Hardy store. Like he goes yeah. to one of these terrible stores and just buys the entire outfit that's on the mannequin. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's hard. So they're very, very awkward at first. And we see them, they're going to go on the boat and they're going to go to um, a restaurant. They're taking all of JJ's house and just driving to the restaurant. His home. His home. And then um, we do cut to a little conversation with Heather and Terry. They are apparently now going to sell their house for $65 million. It's 22,000 square feet. And Heather laments at having four housekeepers. Terry says, Don't you get tired of the staff outnumbering the family? What, I went under this, Kate, and I want your opinion. What is their relationship? Because I personally do believe they work very well together. I don't believe either cheats. I don't think Terry cheats. I don't think Heather cheats. I think they are both. Extremely ambitious. Mm -hmm. I think they both have the same religion. I know they're both of the Jewish faith. So that is really good for like companionship. And, you know, if you're in the same faith, that's really big for a relationship. I, so I I do think they work well, but they're just, but how, I guess, is my question. And they have four
2: kids. I mean, well, I think to answer that, we would have to imagine what they're like when the cameras aren't there. Mm-hmm. And I think when the cameras aren't there, if they're saying this kind of disconnected, out of touch with reality shit on camera, yeah. I think that they, I think they can make each other laugh. Mm. I, think so. um, I think that they bond over the children. Yeah, I think that they respect each other's intelligence and opinions on business matters. Yeah. And it's the
1: ambitious, they both want it's the money. the
2: ambition. They it's they're them. both money driven. I think they're driven by the same things in life and they True. are happy, they're good companions. I don't think there's so, a lot of hot, passionate sex going on, but so, you know, I think once a month they do it. You know, you sex. know
1: what? <laughs> I think it's all scheduled. I think Heather knows because Heather knows what she has to give to get what she gets
2: yes and I think she except knows for I, an acting career
1: <laughs> oh I think she knows I have to do this twice a week that's just what you do as a wife that's right. I think that's the personality and I think she's like I'll do this and it's fine and that's fine I think they care about each other a lot I think they love yeah. each other yeah but I, and I don't think he cheats and you can imagine the amount of women that would try and go after him with his practice over the years it would have been ridiculous right um I think that he likes that she really is in charge, very organized, fiercely aware of, acutely aware of every single thing that's going on in the life. And she's Mm -hmm. a good mother. So I think they just work really, really, really well. I think they probably have a very, very strong marriage, but it's just always weird for me because they just seem so gross about things. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so we saw that they're going to sell the house they have already sold that and I think it was in for over I think they sold it for over 65 million.
2: Oh, that was Mark the Mark Cuban. Yeah. Who bought
1: that. Oh my god. That was before the season. Probably another plastic surge in the money they make. Mm. Um all right, so then they're on this boat ride to go to dinner. And it is just super awkward. And then Tamara's whispering to Eddie, he won't even look at me. They get to the table and we have Shannon down in that vodka, if you watch her. And I watch those glasses that keep getting refilled very well. She's down in that vodka. And then um, what I hate about couples, and you see this in um, Housewives all the time, is when they infantilize men. Oh, I got him dressed. He doesn't know how to dress. I hate women doing that to men. Hate it. It's so gross.
2: It's so unsexy. It's just yeah. so unappealing. Yeah,
1: demeaning. And you know when women say, "Well, I've got two kids, but one of them's my husband." You know,
2: oh, or this- or the worst for me is when they're like, "Oh, well, I have to go off and go to this, you know, meeting or whatever." So my husband's gonna babysit Blame. the kids. He's, uh-huh. yeah, but
1: he's gonna play daddy yeah Ugh. when he's just being a dad and and it's putting so much on a man that is so unfair and this infantilizing don't speak to your partner like that don't make him sound like a child that can't dress himself it's so insulting it just gets me um so anyway they talk about that and then we get a confessional with ryan going yeah clothes are my kind of my jam mm-hmm. hey do you want to come to this club club in hollywood on
2: friday night i'll get you in for free did he say clothes are my jam? Are my yep. jam? I I don't like that phrase.
1: Who does? Who does <laughs> is the question, and who likes Ryan? So then, and he's also someone
2: that says stuff like that's what she says. I mean, he's so awful. I just can't. When, when they still- if they if they do get engaged, he they're going to go oh. on social media and be like, we're doing a thing. Stop! You. They are they're getting. I don't know
1: what's going on with it. but then, so they have, they start getting into this conversation. He like makes this quip about dick pics. And um, then he says, and then Shannon kind of excuses herself and JJ, I can guarantee you, they went up to that bar in that restaurant. I would place money on it. And they said, let's go and get a quick shot. Guarantee you because she looks worse for wear by the end of this. Yes. Then, um, Ryan does this. He's so transparent. Ah! He goes, um, so Eddie, I just, uh, you know, I really want to apologize to you. And, you know, I'm someone that's an empath or oh, I said something like that that nearly drove me up the wall. He's like, and I feel like I hurt you. And, um, you know, that's this. I really like this about, you and that's it. I'm, I'm empathetic and, um, I'm hurt because I hurt you. And I, listen, I wrote here, I don't like Eddie because he's just not, he's not my jam. And, (laughs) um, but I will tell you, I think he has extremely strong morals. He -hmm. believes in what he believes. He's an extremely hard worker. Mm -hmm. He had a tough start in life. He made himself, he had a ton of money before he met uh, Tamara. He worked, you know, he, he's, but he's also very, very easy can easily cut somebody out of his life. And yeah. I half admire something like that in people. Like I have a friend who's like that and he found out, it's very similar actually, reminded me of him when I was watching this, except I love this person. Um, but this person I'm talking about um, found out that his very, very good friend was cheating on his wife. They were, she was a doctor, just, uh, just had a baby, cheated on her. And he called him up and he said, we're no longer friends and never spoke to him again. Mm-hmm. And Eddie's like that. It's yep. Black and white things, are yep. black and white. And I, I, I don't really like Eddie, but there's definitely a lot I respect about him. I think he
2: and he loves Tamara. I mean, really I think does. I think really they are is. from what we've seen and what I can tell, they seem solid. Like they seem Absolutely. really. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Then that
1: piece of shit Ryan is across telling Eddie, "Well, your wife said I was hot, and I didn't say that I wanted to have sex with your wife." And Eddie's just takes it so well. And then he goes, Well, did you cheat? He goes, Absolutely. I've cheated multiple times with my
2: wife. So then Eddie goes, So that's like a thing, like you're a cheater.
1: The, I, I was he like, thinks, yeah, like, Eddie, say that. But now he said it. Now we said it. Just him being honest about being a horrible human being thinks that is he thinks that's
2: noble. And it's like, oh God, right. He thinks because he thinks he's copying to that that oh, well, slate's clean. I'm a good guy and there's yeah. nothing to worry about here because, hey, and, I did cheat. It's like, no. And I'm
1: going to get engaged. And I'm going to get married to Jen. We're going to live together and that's the end of it. Oh, and by the way, uh, and then I think everyone's just shell-shocked. They're kind of like, okay, Ta- Shannon JJ come back from the bar. Then we hear about Tamara's mum is 72 and that very odd creature that she's dating is 54 and younger than Tamara. He looked, I, I'm not going to say what he looked like, but he he's an odd character and they're having tons of sex which confuses me um unsettles me and then they toast at the end of the dinner and
2: Shannon's wasted and that was the end of the episode yep my favorite wait I have a couple of things Jen saying my thing with Jen though is she stands by him in the moment and then yeah. do you notice in her confessionals every time this gets brought up she's like yeah, we were separated, but it did feel like cheating. And we were talking the whole time we were on a break. She says that in her confessionals, but she She doesn't say it to the women and she doesn't say it in the moment. So that's going to come up at the reunion. I feel, or it should. And then, um, Tamara's quote, Jen's going to have a hard time finding bridesmaids that Ryan hasn't slept with. Oops. (laughs) That was good. I like that. that So yeah, pretty good episode. It was a good episode, yeah. Um, So
1: guys, we're going to wrap this up because we are actually going to go now and record our um, episode for our subscribers. So this is coming out on Friday. And uh, for our subscribers, they're also getting a bonus episode today. They get that every other Friday. What it is, it's nothing to do with Bravo or TLC. We deep dive documentaries of the weird, the wacky, the wild, the paranormal, the true crime, pop culture, everything. So Kate and I are about to record that now. We are covering the documentary, There's Something Wrong With Aunt Diane, which, Kate, I can not wait to discuss this with you i am guys nice. <laughs> that's what we have to say that's all we have to say it is something for the books i cannot wait to discuss what kate thinks about it um we have a ton of stuff on there if you want to join guys just go to your feed right now you will see there's an episode out today that has a lock on it that says subscriber only you click on that enter your details it's Five bucks a month, and you will have access to all of our subscriber only episodes. You're supporting us, you're supporting the podcast. It means so much. Thank you to everybody that is signed up. We see you all. We write to you to say thank you. And you're you're part of a great club. So thank you so much. You can follow us on Instagram at Tenderloving Care Podcast. You can email us at tenderloving at gmail.com. Hate.
2: Yes, all of that. I echo the sentiments. Thank you so much, everyone. And um, another quick thing you can do, rate us five stars, leave a nice review, tell us what sunrooms are and um, tell a friend about the show that really helps us out as well. Um, So thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.